Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope. Brought to you by the Sensory Learning Center with host and mother of a recovering child with autism, Betsy Hicks. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Betsy and her guests illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Betsy Hicks. Welcome, everyone. I'm Betsy Hicks, and we have a great show for you today in talking about the Heart of Sailing. The Heart of Sailing is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and they teach special needs children kind of a form of recreational therapy. Heart of Sailing was founded by George Saida, who is a successful computer software entrepreneur that was motivated by his personal experience with a loved one with a cognitive disorder. He's a sailor for more than 35 years and dreamed of combining his love of the ocean with service to the community. Retiring from his successful career in 2005 allowed him to devote his time to developing Heart of Sailing to create a fun educational and therapeutic opportunity for children with developmental disabilities. So we have George Sida with us today. And in addition, we have with us Amber Burton-Small, who has a background in cognitive development. And she helps manage the day sale program in order to monitor and improve its service. Both of my guests have been pleased with preliminary responses that are seen in children who are becoming repeat sailors, enrolling in multiple day sales, which enables Amber to study both the short-term and the long-term benefits of this fabulous program. While sailing is relaxing and enjoyable, by focusing and incorporating all aspects of the experience, the motor skills, the socialization, the abstract thought, the sensory stimulation, it all works together, and the heart of sailing is able to maximize the therapeutic benefits of this form of recreation. Welcome very much, both George and Amber. Can you Thank you. Thanks for, for being on the show. Thank you, Betsy. I, um, I have such wonderful admiration for you both because you're offering such a wonderful um, service to, to so many children, but... I think the first thing I'd like to, to go into, as opposed to potentially talking about how this whole thing was a brainchild of, of, of George and such, but I'd like to talk about more about the experience. What is the child experiencing with, with this whole situation? Tell me from the very beginning when they, when they arrive and where they arrive. Well, Betsy, this is Amber. Um, it varies depending upon where we're sailing, but primarily... The um, children will arrive with their parents, or if they are participating with their school, they're going to come with their caregiver, and they're going to meet us down at the docks. So at the very beginning, the first experience they have is the harbor area. Okay, okay. And and I think the big question is, I, and I know that this probably goes into another one, but I know a lot of people are saying where. where where is this taking place? Well, we actually have several locations nationwide. I will let George talk with you a little bit more about the areas that we're growing. But right now, um, actually, and you may hear some sounds in the background here, we are in Point, California, for um, the launch of our 2007 season, and we are going to be doing several trips out of the Dana Point area. 
And we're going to go down to San Diego. We're going to go all the way up to Santa Barbara as well. That is fantastic. Okay, so you are getting ready to launch that. So if the child shows up to the harbor and these magnificent sailboats, where are these sailboats coming from? Well, I'll let George answer that one for you because he has really been the one who has been instrumental in, in getting the uh, the sailboats organized for us. Okay, and I'm sorry, I'm cutting too much off the track. I think I'm just trying to envision the entire process a little bit too quickly. Um, so, George, you're the, can you can you tell me a little bit about the the, the craft that you're using, the, the 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 boats that you are able to use for this? Sure. Uh, what we're using is we're using mostly keel boats uh, that are 20 to 50 foot uh, long with um, a big keel that uh, make them very stable uh, with a big cockpit so we can accommodate 6 to 8 to 12 people on, bo- on, a, on, on a boat depending on the size and the place. So uh, And then the boats are either ours uh, that are even donated to us or they're loaned to us by individuals or charter companies. Great, great. And and there are a lot of individuals. There are people that have donated their yachts for use by by Heart of Sailing, correct? That they just um, maybe don't use it all the time and they can potentially just donate it for some, to be able to use it by by your staff or do they have their own staff that takes it out or, I mean, who's, are you always, I guess I should say, George, are you the one that's primarily sailing on it? I'm sorry. I think I just lost somebody. Is I think you might have just lost George, Betsy. Okay, that's okay. So I'm sure you can, you can, um, you can an- answer this one for me. I mean, yes, I where, where are the boats pretty much coming from? Well, they are donated by individuals, and, and as you mentioned, a lot of times what happens is somebody has purchased a sailing, you know, a sailing boat because they love the water. But we're all so busy that we don't have as much time to be able to enjoy them. So we have a couple of arrangements worked out where people can donate the boat and allow us to use it, and yet they can still use it on the weekends when they do have time. And they don't have to provide any steps or any contact or any crew. We take care of all of that for them. That is just fantastic. And. I can't even imagine the the look on some of these children's faces when they arrive and see these massive, beautiful boats on this crystal water, and just to know that they actually get to get on board that, and they don't that have to, is, and they don't have to wait in line, which is the, which is the other thing, <laughs> <laughs> because that's the first thing I would think of my poor son is like he doesn't wait in line very well. Well, we do have a, a very fun reception time when, when children first arrive. They are um, pre-registered. We do require that through our website. And the reason why we do that is it allows us to get information about each child, and it allows us to kind of open that dialogue with parents to begin with because sometimes parents are a little apprehensive about the activity. Right. So by opening that dialogue in advance, we can answer any questions, discuss any concerns. So when the family does arrive on the day of the activity, then they are better prepared to go sailing with us. So during that reception, it's kind of a little bit of a socializing time and check everyone in. Sure. We have to make sure that um, we get the uh, life jackets assigned. Of course, safety is a number one priority with us. 
And, and based on based on the size of the boat, does that determine how many um, children that you allow on at a time, or is it yes, typically it, it does. how many are there? Well, it does affect the size of the boat. And as George was saying earlier, we're typically working with keel boats, and what that means is these are sailboats that are a minimum of twenty feet long. They have a fixed keel on them. So they're more stable. These are not small little sailboats that you see where there are maybe one or two people uh, piloting them. These are larger sailboats, and, again, 20 to 25 feet. So with that, we can comfortably accommodate, um, depending again on, it's usually about six to eight people maximum. Sure. The other thing is, too, it has been experience for the true therapeutic aspect of the program Usually, you know, six to eight people, that's the maximum amount in order to allow the, the process to work as it should. Right, right. And that would, I can understand that. And, I, you know, I would love to see, and I believe that these two children are just getting such wonderful individualized attention. And you, if you go much more than that, it, it's going to be more like a group as opposed to an individual experience. So yes, that, that is the focus. I mean, we, we want it to be um, two-sided. Yes, we want individual um, progress. We want individual um, activity, participation, therapeutic results. But the point of sailing is, is that the children who are participating with us get to become part of a team. They're actually a crew member. And that's one of the things we focus on. Sailing is truly a social opportunity, and it allows them through that teamwork process to work on some of those social skills that may be more difficult um, for them in other areas or other circumstances. Do you have any sort of cognitive requirements to be able to allow the child on board? We don't have any, it's, you know, it's interesting, um, an interesting question. And, you know, coming from my background, I think, how do I, you know, how do I characterize that or, or specify? Um, primarily for us, because we're working with children with a variety of developmental um, issues, and primarily the age range is 8 to 18. Uh, like I said, we have had a lot of success, obviously, working with children that are on the spectrum, but we've worked with children who are non well, We've worked with very high-functioning um, participants. Our big is, is um, again, because of safety, the small cockpit area, the, you know, the, the intimate nature of the experience, we, can't, um, we cannot allow participants to register might have behavioral issues that would pose a danger to themselves sure. or to anyone participating. But really, Betsy, that's our only requirement. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Um, we have about a minute before we got to have to go to commercial, but I, I just wanted to know, I, I saw when I was at your website, which, by the way, for those of you listening, is heartofsailing.org. Um, I thought that was really cool. They get, a, they get a hat when they get on board. Yes. I've, you know, it's silly as it is, it's a wonderful experience, and I thought, how cool is that? They get a hat. And I bet the kids really enjoy that. They really do, and again, it's part of the um, part of the whole experience. Yeah. You know, it's, it's to feel like they're part, part of, of the crew. They, yeah. they need to dress the part. I I love that idea. I think that that is. I could just see the kids getting on and just the thrill and the eyes opening up as they get to wear that special crew hat. 
We have to take a quick break. When we get back, let's talk more about this experience and how you can register your own child for this wonderful experience. We'll be right back with The Heart of Sailing. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute. And the main issue, to sum everything up, is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies. And we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. Omega Institute is the country's leading center for holistic studies. Now you can experience selected workshops from Omega in the comfort of your own home. Join us for a live web broadcast with John Friend, the founder of Anasara Yoga. In this dynamic workshop, we learn a Hatha Yoga system that is a celebration of the heart and looks for the good in all people and all things. To find out more about our live web broadcast, log on to our website, www.eomega.org. That's www.eomega.org. Or call us at 800-944-1001. That's 800-944-1001. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. Welcome back. We are here with George Sida and Amber Burton Small talking about the Heart of Sailing, a wonderful non-for-profit organization that takes children with disabilities sailing. And this We've been talking about the whole experience and the children showing up at the dock and the excitement of becoming kind of a team member on the the boat. It's not a matter of just going for a a, a cruise for a nice little sail ride. It's an actual interactive experience where there's lots of benefits to it. I have to to ask a question. Now, we know there's um, if if you have between six to nine extras that come along, the the parenting situation um, is... I'm very curious about, uh, mostly because 
I get really motion sickness, <laughs> and I I would need to send my son with somebody else. Um, I tell me about what what is re- what is required for the child to bring on board as far as help is concerned. Well, uh, what we require is um, a parent or a caregiver, at least somebody that knows the child pretty good. Uh, to be able to deal with their uh, behavior if there is any problem, if there is anything that uh, the child needs, uh, etc. We don't claim to, to know every everything about every child and every condition there is. What we are here for is just provide the uh, the, the therapeutic uh, uh, therapy, uh, therapeutical ride right. uh, on the sailboat with them. So um, we require somebody, an adult, that comes with them. Okay. And, and then it's, but it's not really necessarily open to siblings or both parents. Is it usually just one parent that can come along for the ride? It's a minimum of one parent. Now you can re- uh, register for more, uh, you know, the second parent or uh, siblings or okay. etc. Uh, it, it's a whole family event if you want it. So are, are there people like me that you come across a lot, George? Because I have great admiration for sailing. I think it's beautiful. I love to watch it. Um, I like to be on big boats with little wake. Um, is is do you find that motion sickness is ever a problem for either the children or the parents? Well, uh, you know, it's it's very interesting because uh, it's only when there is no wind that people get uh, sick on oh, the boat. Oh, sure, because it's not moving. Yes, yeah. and when we're bobbing around, but whenever we have wind and even waves, etc., it's it's very good. I mean, nobody got ever sick on on the boat when when we're really feeling. I'd probably be your first, George, just so you know. <laughs> I, I, I definitely tend to make history when it comes to motion sickness. So, so um, We do recommend, though, that you, you take uh, Dramamine or some <laughs> before I, you come I'd on be, board. If, but but then might. I'd be asleep, and I wouldn't be much benefit to my son. So, <laughs> so um, tell me, how long is the ride for? Uh, about two to three hours, usually. Is there a restroom on, the, on board as well? Yes, uh, there is a restroom on board. I mean, it's either a port party, depending on the size of the boat, or a uh, bathroom. Right, right, right. Um, so every boat we have, uh, what's interesting is that for the child to come in and look at the boat, it's a small home inside. That's fabulous. You know, there, are, uh, there is a small bedroom, a small kitchen, a small uh, bathroom. All those terms that we're using in in usual language actually is not at all the, the marine language so we teach them about what it's called on the boat like the galley for the kitchen the berth for the, the bed the, the head for the bathroom and then they can look at how small it is compared to their uh, home sure sure uh, so that's one of the experiences they have and then they can compare where they live with what uh, the boat looks like that that very neat. And what about everything from, I mean, I'm assuming they're learning about the ropes and, and how to um, how to dock, how to... How to um, tie knots. And tie knots, right. Well, let me tell you a little bit what, what we do. Maybe can, let me resume the, the whole experience in a few words here, Good. or uh, Good, just please. a very quick uh, summary. When we uh, register them, uh, they register on the website, so they show up with their parent or their caregiver, uh, we have a small gathering, we give them some items, we give them a small booklet that uh, I wrote about safety, the history of sailing and all that, and the terms we use on uh, on the boat and the uh, parts of the boat we're going to use. 
so we give them a safety speech, uh, and then uh, we uh, let them wear a life jacket, and we get them on the boat, and uh, they really help with um, raising the sail, with driving the boat to get it out of the marina. And as soon as we're out in the open seas, they are the ones that are crewing the boat. Um, each one uh, will take the wheel or the uh, the rudder. I mean, they they take the helm. They're driving the boat. So that's when they're wearing the captain's hat. And that's when you see them, you know, very happy and a uh, big smile on their face. <laughs> You know, that captain, the, you know, the captain is the most important person on board. That's right. Uh-huh. So, uh, and then uh, the other people on on the boat are helping with uh, the sailing itself, trimming the sail, um, you know, doing everything on the boat. And I'm, I'm along for the ride. I'm <laughs> just sitting, you know, give, telling them what to do and just sitting there. Oh, that's great. So that's they... Awesome. They are really empowered by the fact that they are driving the boat. You know, most of them will not drive a car, will not be able to do something like this uh, on a regular basis. So, right. Do they ever have permission to get out of the boat to swim or to float or? No, we don't. We don't usually do that. It's um, the sailboats are pretty high on the water, so it requires a lot of um, skills to get again on the boat. Right. <laughs> so, I bet. Uh, it's not. Uh, we, we don't let uh, anybody do that. Even if they're good swimmers, etc. It's uh, it's better not to usually. Right. I can understand that. I definitely would respect that part. Um, so, the when we didn't get to talk to you as much before, when we un- un- unfortunately had lost you, but talking about the people that are donating these boats in this time, um, I know that you are a part of many sailing organizations, and you probably meet. Um, many boat enthusiasts that are very anxious to share their boat with some, some especially a child. Um, so I'm a, you're probably opening up a lot of different locations because of that um, with, with all of the connections. And as this name gets out more and more, are you finding that you're getting more and more people willing to donate their boats? Yes. Uh, we. Uh, I mean, it's, it's amazing the way it's spreading right now. Uh, we're getting to a point where uh, we have a lot of different combinations. People are even giving them, uh, giving us their boat totally. I mean, they're calling up and they say, here, I have a boat that I would like to donate to the cause, and you take care of it. You just take it and go. Wow. So we have, uh, today actually, we are in Dana Point on a 27-foot boat uh, that was donated to us by a lady here in town, Paula Gray. She just called me up and said, here, I have a boat for you. Would you want it? Wow. You know, it's in perfect condition. We, uh, you know, the first day we got it, we went sailing with it, um, test, tested it, and everything's fine. I mean, we took uh, children out um, the second day. <laughs> so are you getting Are you getting any peers to donate slots to keep the boats in? Well, we have, uh, so we have people that are donating also their time and their boat in different locations where they can they come and they say, I have a boat, or, you know, I'm either retired or I have time in during the week or the weekend. Would you be able to use me and my boat? Right. So we, we have those, and we have also that say, I have a boat. Be welcome to use it whenever you want. That's great. That would be very no. helpful. To, because I, I would think, George, uh, the boats themselves, even if they're donated, the, the cost of, Storing them, um, keeping them maintained, as well as insurance, has to be a big expense for the organization. 
That's correct. So that's is that where a, a big piece of the donations need to go for? That's correct. Some of it is for that. Uh, some of it is also for everything we give to the child uh, as a keepsake. Right. Uh, you know, they they have um, a booklet. They have a medal at the end. Uh, they have a certificate. Uh, we offer lunch also on the boat. So we have a lot of expenses, and uh, we need sponsors to help us with uh, with all that. And what a wonderful cause that this is, because I can the the. the these memories will last in these children's minds forever and ever. And um, Amber, I bet in your with your background of, of working with um, cognitive development, you've just just been so inspired by um, what these families have been able to teach you. I'm sure as well. I, I have, and it's something that has just. It continues to renew my commitment to the program as well. And, you know, of course, having, with my experience and my background, I was familiar with um, some of the other types of therapy that have been successful. I mean, we know about art therapy. We know about music therapy. We know about equine therapy. And, of course, you know, maybe 15 years ago, those were not as well known, but they have had proven success. And, you know, we wanted to build upon some of those principles, but the interesting thing about sales is that it truly is a unique experience, and while we're incorporating or sharing some similar uh, therapeutic benefits with some of those other types of therapy programs, we have found that, that sailing does impact a child differently, and that's the exciting and thrilling part of it for me on the personal side as well as on the personal side. And I, you know, the the study of this alone is sure to open up um, a lot of people's understanding as to the way that the senses work, especially when they're with the water. Um, I know you have some benefits of the sailing that you'd like to um, tell me about. So we're going we're to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll be here with both Amber and George talking about the benefits of sailing. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute, and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies, and we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. 
the true meaning of your dreams doesn't have to be a mystery. Join host Bob Haas, author and pioneer in dream science, to understand what your dreams mean and how they impact your daily life. Bob and his panel of experts from the International Association for the Study of Dreams will provide facts about dreams and discuss techniques of translating your own dreams and how you can use them for your mental and physical well-being. Dreamtime will further explore the research and science of dreaming and deliver a powerful comprehension of the function of dreaming. Listen live to Dreamtime with Bob Haas every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network and discover the science behind your dreams. Again, that's every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Good health is more than good medicine. Good health starts with good nutrition. On Designer Health with certified nutritionist, author, and host, Carol Simontachi, get back on the health track. Carol provides expert advice as your mom, your nutritionist, and your health coach. From eating your vegetables, the hows and whys of good food and meal preparation, to insight into nutritional supplements and tips to progress on the road to wellness. Designer Health with Carol Simontachi, broadcast each Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Health and Wellness. Channel. Designer Health. Achieve your personal health goals one step at a time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. We are back and talking about the Heart of Sailing, which you can go to their website while you're here with us right now. It's heartofsailing.org, and you can see wonderful, beautiful Ambers and handsome George's picture on there. Um, just, just so you know, we've been all having a bit of a chuckle since we. The reason you heard the loud noise as we were signing off was because a Coast Guard. A uh, helicopter was going directly over their head. If for any reason that happens again, you hear the the buzz. Um, we will we'll just we'll just not talk for a few moments until it's passed. So let's go back, um, Amber and George. Uh, and I know Amber, you you you've talked to me about you um, have a pediatrician that you've worked with that's helped compose um, a list of some of the benefits towards sailing. Can you talk about some of those benefits? Yes, actually, and, and what had happened is I actually, George and I composed these together based upon my experience, um, my education and experience, and then our uh, firsthand experience with the children. And what has happened is this pediatrician has actually essentially signed off on this. He said this is exactly, you know, what therapy should be. These are the key components that we're focusing on. So he's going to endorse this. Um, but just a, a brief highlight, and these can be found on our website in more detail, but just some of the benefits that we have noticed, of course, social interaction. We talked about the fact that the sailboat is a small environment. It's a small cockpit. Um, we have no choice but to interact in a close physical um, environment, and it really does remove some of those boundaries, and uh, we find that children become much more comfortable and start to relax and is there a lot of do, do do they have a hard time staying still, or is that the beauty of it? They don't have to stay still because they can really wander all that they need to, or is it a hard time? Is it hard to keep them 
you know, is, is that a, is that a problem? I should say. Well, actually, no, we haven't found it to be a problem. That that is the beauty of it. Actually, yes, it can roam around the boat if they would like, but there is something innate about being on the boat that just creates um, an automatic relaxation environment. So. You may be more agitated or more active and have difficulty relaxing. We we see immediate results where they they become more focused and and they do become more relaxed. And those are two of the key benefits that we see. I know with my own son, um, who would absolutely love to do something like this. My my biggest safety concern for um, him would actually not be on a person level, but. My son's favorite sound in the wor- world is kerplunk. And, <laughs> and uh, anything that's not tied down, um, he, he, he would really love to, to have that sound. But my guess is because you're moving, um, you know, the, the, the loss of the kerplunk is kind of is gone. And, uh, it, you know, the, he would probably benefit from just the whole wind in the face and the that whole feeling of the motion all around him. I mean, from a vestibular point of view, this has got to be one of the strength, most strengthening things that you could do for your vestibular system. You've it, it is. It is. And, and actually, children who have um, their, uh, you know, those types of, of issues, we find truly benefit from this program the best because, again, the actual environment, the physical aspects of the environment, the gentle rocking of the boat, um, the, the lapping of the waves, the, the motion um, of sailing, the wind, the sun, all of these components compound together and create the perfect environment for balance and coordination, and it, it just, we see it, it it's, it's a natural progression. That is fantastic. Um, so, going more into some of the other benefits, tell me about... Um, do, do, do parents uh, hear more speech out of their children when they're in this environment? Absolutely. We had one um, child, as a matter of fact, who had participated with us, and he was really nonverbal and, and throughout the actual sailing event still was not very rough in his communication. But at the very end of the event, uh, we were doing our little awards presentation where we present the medals and the certificates that George had mentioned. And the little boy looked up to George and said, thank you. Oh, and his, wow. And those were the first words that he had said. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's so we, we and, and that's just one story. We have that happen all the time. And, and communication and comprehension, um, working on those, uh, you know, communication on a boat is very important because, again, the, the team aspect of it. So children are learning the ability to listen and follow instructions and procedure. And, you know, communication comes in many forms. Just because a child is nonverbal doesn't mean that they're not going to communicate with us or participate with us. Right. And, you know, we train our crew and our volunteers to work with all aspects of communication levels. That's great. That's important to have. Um, so from, from the, the speech point of view, you, you've seen some progress. You've seen the vestibular. Um, do you work with children that have physical disabilities much? We have worked with children. Um, the, the thing that I will note and, and, and make very clear is our boats are not equipped with any special apparatus or equipment for children who um, are incapable of sitting independently. 
Mm-hmm. We are not equipped that way. However, you will see photos on our website, and we do have children who have participated with us who have um, ambulatory issues, who may not be able to walk or sit unassisted. And we have come up with some ingenious ways to deal with that. Um, one particular girl, she uh, did have some motor strength issues and uh, was unable to sit independently. So she came with two caregivers from her um, from her residential facility, and she actually just sat between the two of them, and they kept her supported during during the sailing trip. So she was still able to to participate. So we try to be as flexible and accommodating and ingenious with solutions as we can. Excellent. Um, George, can you talk a little bit about some of the locations that you have and which ones are going to be um, coming into fruition hopefully soon? Sure. Uh, the, uh, we are right now in Dana Point, so um, the Southern California is booming us right now, especially in the winter time since all the other locations are not uh, in operation. Uh, we're going to do all the coast from San Diego to Santa Barbara, and we already got uh, different contacts that uh, called us to say that they would like to open a chapter for us here in the, the southern part of the uh, California. We have also uh, Canada. That is very, very exciting uh, because uh, we started that in January, and we will be sailing this summer in different ports in Montreal, in Toronto, and probably Quebec City. Beautiful, wonderful. Boston, that is very excited also to uh, to start. We have uh, Long Beach Island, New Jersey. Uh, we have Houston, Texas. We have uh, and Indiana, right? Correct, and Indianapolis, Indiana. So it's, uh, you know, these two are uh, landlocked. Uh, I, I have to, yeah, I have to say, I really wasn't even aware that a 20-foot boat could be um, anywhere in Indiana, except, except for possibly Michigan City. Um, but so, so there are there are lakes that are large enough to to handle. Oh yes, we uh, have uh, we have big lakes that would uh, take us sailing. I mean, two or three hours. We don't even. Somebody, so. That's fantastic. I, yes. I, you know, that's great. What, anything on in Chicago? Um, yeah. That's it. We we are starting to look into Chicago. Uh, some in Michigan, but we did not. Uh, we don't have anything yet uh, to talk about right now. About that, but um, I I will put in. Uh, we I'm not too far from Milwaukee, so I'll put in a few good words. Oh, thank you very <laughs> much. Whatever I can. <laughs> Um, not, not, it's, uh, it's, I, I, don't, I don't know a lot of people with yachts, but I know people who know people who know people with yachts. So, Here we go. <laughs> so I'll do what I can to, to bring yeah. you to that point. Um, and, then, and then tell me about the Caribbean because, um, and, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, it's kind of breaking up. I don't know if it's the wind that is blowing in your phone or what it might be. Um, it's, there we go. That's better. Um, I saw that there's some thoughts of possibly St. Thomas, and was it in? Yes. Last year we went, uh, we did a trip uh, into the Caribbean to try to, to see what's available, what's uh, being done for the, uh, the mentally handicapped uh, children, cognitively impaired children. There is not much done over there, so there are a lot of possibilities for us. Especially that in year-round. Yeah. That, and that is one of the things that was so surprising for us, Betsy. Um, me, from a clinical standpoint, 
because I vacationed in the Caribbean before, and we all think of it as paradise, and, and it is true, wonderful and beautiful, but the reality of it is if, if you're a parent with a special needs child in the Caribbean, you have very limited resources. Uh, the education is not in place. Uh, support groups are not available. Uh, there is very limited in the way of therapy. So services are needed in that area, and that's something that we want to be able to continue to develop. That is fantastic. And I think a lot of the other countries, well, you know, having the year-round um, availability to do it in the Caribbean I think would help. And plus, I would think, it, it, maybe I'm totally off, but there are very wealthy people who keep a boat down in the Caribbean that use it very infrequently. Um, that would make more available to you, um, but that's only that's only in my perfect world that I would think that. I don't know if it's really true. Uh, well, it is it is true, and we would hope that um, as our appeal and and information grows and people become more aware of us, that there would be those philanthropic people who do have um, those facilities or do have those boats that they use infrequently that would come to us and. You know, yes, there are tax advantages involved that, that we can provide from the, you know, the uh, logistical standpoint, but the reality of it is the benefit that they would get from knowing that they're using um, their position and, and their resources to help people and help families and, and make a difference in a child's life, that sure. would be the true benefit. Oh, huge. Uh, George, is there a limitation as to the size and the type of craft? For example, does it always have to be a sailboat or... Do people ever want to donate um, houseboats or things such as that? Well, we, if uh, somebody donates a houseboat or a motorboat or a powerboat, uh, we, we would not use it for a regular day sale program. Okay. We would either sell it or we could use it for uh, to take a, to take the you know some other parents, for example, to wash from you know a different boat perspective, but not uh, not for the therapeutic benefit for the child. Yeah, it, it would be better. Better, better for me to be on a houseboat. <laughs> <laughs> well, so maybe see, that's what we, you would do. You would uh, go with the, the houseboat and see how your child is doing uh, from uh, from over there. I, I like houseboats. They're flat. Uh, uh-huh. we, we have to take a quick break. We'll be right back for the hardest sailing with George and Amber. We'll be right back. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute. And the main issue, to sum everything up, is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies. And we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. 
Omega Institute is the country's leading center for holistic studies. Now you can experience selected workshops from Omega in the comfort of your own home. Join us for a live web broadcast with John Friend, the founder of Anasara Yoga. In this dynamic workshop, we learn the Hatha Yoga system that is a celebration of the heart and looks for the good in all people and all things. To find out more about our live web broadcast, log on to our website, www.eomega.org. That's www.eomega.org. Or call us at 800-944-1001. That's 800-944-1001. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. Welcome back. We are here with Amber and George of the Heart of Sailing and talking about this amazing organization. Please uh, take a look on um, your computers and go to their website at www.heartofsailing.org and you can read a lot about this wonderful experience as well as how to become involved with them specifically as a financial donor. But, of course, if you have a child that you would like to be taking place um, you can do so there. Um, George, what is the cost to somebody to become a um, to, to, if, 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 to a family that wants to register? To experience that uh, sailing uh, experience with us. Unfortunately, we have so many expenses that we require to have sponsors. We require to have some donations, uh, if it's possible, from the parents or the families or anybody else that they they know of uh, to help us out because of all the port fees, the uh, insurance, and all that. Uh, right. So, uh, so we ask for a minimum of twenty dollar donation per person, if it's possible. But we'll work with any anybody that wants to come over, even even if they cannot uh, do anything. Oh, and that's that's very understandable and a very affordable way. Um, one of the things, Amber, are you still there with us? Uh, no, Amber, actually, uh, we lost her. Okay. We lost her, but she's uh, she's beside me here. So whenever we have a okay. question for her, I could uh, okay. give her my phone. <laughs> I appreciate it, um, because I guess I I'd like to talk more about. You know, it's, the child definitely has a lot of joy in all of this. But I think about my children who, um, my, my daughters who don't have autism, who have really had to take a lot of changes and vacations and plans because of their brother and the joy that something like this would bring them. Um, the parents that, you know, are so financially strapped because they're putting so much into their child's uh, welfare and trying to get them better they could never even begin to take any type of a trip like this um, what it must mean to these families not just the child that has a disability 
Amber, are you there? I'm sorry. Yes, I am. Okay, thank you. Um, did, did you hear any of that? I'm sorry. Yes, I, don't know I did. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> no, and, and you know, it, it is ironic. I mean, we are dealing with the, the, the live aspect here for the show and, and just this issue of, you know, because we are doing this day-to-day. We are on the sailboat, and as you can see, Sometimes things don't always go as planned, but that's part of the beauty of it. That we're, you know, we're being flexible and we adjust, and and it's a real life situation. Applicability of this um, dealing with a boat and kind of going with the flow, and that's something we want to share. But you know, just discussing the financial aspects of it and knowing that sometimes parents may think. I mean, we can talk people who have been hesitant to register with us because they thought it would be too expensive. Yeah. And that's why it's just very important that people know um, sailing can be accessible. It is not a sport just for the elite. It is not something that is out of their reach financially. We are, you know, doing everything that we can to spread the word about harder sailing and, you know, working in a, a nonprofit situation to make this available for all the families who want to sail with us. That is Fantastic. And, and let's talk about different ways that people can contribute to Heart of Sailing. Certainly um, not a lot of us have extra boats sitting around that we can donate. Or you, I don't, I don't, um, I don't, I have a kayak. That's about, that's about <laughs> my, you don't move a lot on a kayak. But, no. um, but there's so many other ways. Uh, financial, just any sort of a money contribution would be fantastic. But there's also volunteering. Can you talk a little bit about the volunteering? Yes, um, of course, all of our volunteers do have to go through a little bit of training. Uh, we do thorough background checks on all volunteers, of course. But we have people who volunteer for just a day. Maybe we have a large event and they want to be able to participate, um, so they will come and help us with the registration process or preparing certificates or passing out the, the awards. I mean, those kinds of things. Uh, we have people who volunteer to help with food. Uh, so there are lots of different capacities, and there, there are people who love to sail or who want to learn how to sail, and they want to volunteer with us that way. So they will volunteer their services to come and, and uh, assist with the, the actual sailing process. That's so wonderful. there are lots of opportunities for volunteering. That's great. And um, is there information on your website about how somebody can become a volunteer? Yes, there is. Um, if, if someone goes to the, we- the website, there are ways... But they can. We have information about first, first of all the things we need, how they can help us, and then also how they can volunteer. Yeah, that's great. Um, I also feel the website doesn't makes it very easy for anybody who wants to give a donation. Also, uh, you can do a, a, a just a one-time donation. You can do a monthly donation, a yearly donation. The website is extremely um, user-friendly, and I would assume that's thanks to George. <laughs> that is thanks to George. That is that is all his doing. He is the whiz. <laughs> we all could use a George in our offices. Um, I guess in kind of summing everything up with this, um, and I'd probably like to know where you hope to be headed. What What are your dreams for Heart of Sailing? Well, um, George mentioned a lot of the locations where we're opening, and just so that you know, we ha- it's through his work that we've managed to do that in just two years. We started off with just the two locations in Indiana, and now we're looking at eight locations nationwide in just two years, and, and that's through his efforts and because of the generosity of people and the autism community that are so well-connected and so responsive and 
sharing their children's experiences and telling their neighbors and their friends. It's because of that network that we've been able to accomplish it. But this year we will specifically be getting the Boston, uh, Massachusetts area up and going and developing the Heart of Sailing Canada location. So those are um, two huge growth areas for us. But ideally what we'd like to be able to do is, is uh, continue growing on the coast. Uh, we did some sales in Seattle last year. We want to get back up into the Pacific Northwest. And Florida will be a next region we would like to grow in because, again, we are a unique program. No one else in the United States is offering our service, and we want to be able to reach as many children as possible. Our first year we had 150 children, and then last year we had over 600. So we'd like to have over 1,200 this year. Oh, that's a wonderful goal to have. The outdoor activities, I, I have to say um, I feel that a lot of these children who are dealing with the struggling, struggles that um, autism symptoms can, can bring on, um, most of these children just thrive in being outside. Yeah. And I love any sport or any um, activity that gets them outside and, and back in tune with nature because they really come alive with that. Do you have any stories? We have just like two minutes before we have to go, but, I mean, have you have you seen that a lot with the people that have been on? They just really come alive with this nature? Yes. And, actually, that's one of our benefits. We um, emphasize environmental awareness and interaction and respect for nature. And one of the lovely things about some of the uh, coastal areas of course, Seattle, and then here in, in lovely you know, Southern California where it's sunny all the time, we do have a lot of wildlife. Uh, there are seals uh, that are in this area that are active, dolphins. And, again, children who may be um, less social or who may have communication problems, we see them become more verbal and more focused and more interactive and we have a situation where there is wildlife interacting with the boat. Yeah, yeah, and that that is going to be absolutely amazing. And I hope if you get down the Caribbean, you'll see a lot of the dolphins too, because I'm sure the dolphins will be hovering any boat that has a, a bunch of special needs children on it, because they just they just love it. Yeah. And and um, so I first want to thank you for what you do, because uh, as a parent, aside from somebody who hosts the show. As a parent, I'm very, very grateful to the love that you are giving these children. Um, secondly, I want to urge anybody listening to please do what you can do to make a donation. And then, of course, lastly, get signed up because this is an experience you don't want to miss out on. Um, visit their website at heartofsailing.org. Thank you so much, Amber, for being on today. George, thank you for being on. I hope to have you hear about back from you maybe in a couple of years to hear about how you've really doubled or tripled or even quadrupled <laughs> because I think you're going to go very far with this. I hope so. Uh, thank you very much. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for both being on. Everybody will be back with you next week with Dana Lake from the Kid Friendly Autism um, Cookbook. Don't miss the show. It'll be a great one. Take care. Bye-bye. The Sensory Learning Center would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Betsy or get more information, visit 
AutismOne.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks.